Welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. Here we are, the first episode of 2020. I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and I'm joined today by Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burl. Happy New Year. Great to see you both. How's it going? Not too shabby. Ryan, I am back on my second day since the holiday. Whoa. And uh, already missing it. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, most of us, and most of our listeners, I hope, got to, in, to got to spend uh, some time with their loved ones and enjoy the holiday. Uh, Brenda, what did, what was your biggest highlight from vacation? Well, the highlight of my vacation, um, aside from seeing all of the relatives, was uh, getting to see Matthew Stubblefield, uh, his beautiful wife April, amazing son Simon. Um, my family got to visit his family a little bit. It was a really very pleasant afternoon. I was glad we could make that happen. Nice. Matthew, what about you? Well, it, it's fun. My update's also about my wonderful family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really nice seeing Ryan and Brenda. Uh, but uh, we got to spend a week at my in-laws. And my brother-in-law and his family uh, flew in from Canada. So uh, my son, 15 months old, Simon, got to play with his cousins, who are five and three, for a whole week out in the countryside. It was a blast and just uh, very relaxing. That sounds wonderful. I also got to spend a lot of time with family. I got to see the wonder in a four-year-old's eyes on Christmas morning with, you know, an overflowing stocking. And my wife and I have taken up snowshoeing, and that has mm. just been wonderful. It's wonderful. We live in a, a fantastic area. But enough about that. We're all done with vacation. On to the news. We have some big news from Adaptivist to lead off today, and that is with our script runner for Jira Cloud product. We have recently introduced workflow conditions and workflow con- validators to all the cloud instances of ScriptRunner. And that is tremendous because this brings us a step closer to parity with our server version. And this satisfies a ton of customer requests. So now if you're a ScriptRunner for cloud Jira user, you are able to do some powerful workflow shaping. And that's available right now. Go do it. Go shape your workflows, people. (laughs) We will, of course, provide some links to the documentation on this feature in our SoundCloud description. We'll have more cloud updates for you later in the episode. But for now, let's take a look at Jira Software, which, as is Atlassian's way, uh, released an update literally like the day after our last podcast. Uh, We're not blaming you, Atlassian. I mean, I am. Just disappointed. (laughs) Not angry. Um, No, uh, seriously, this update, I was so excited uh, I've you know, been on holiday for a while. I didn't see the release notes until today when we were recording this podcast. Crazy excited. Uh, so 8.6 of Jira software, the top thing on the, the release notes page, Jira, at long last, can copy over changed files on upgrades. So this means when you have uh, updated some of those system files, you've set your SSL cert, you've set your uh, garbage collection stuff, Jira, it, it has detected those changes for a long time, and it's just given you a, a listing of them so you can go and manually copy them. At long last, it's going to do that copy for you. Uh, hallelujah. Don't know why it's taking so long, but it's here now. That's very, very exciting. Years. Wow. 15 years. <laughs> 2002, right? 
was when Jira came out. Yeah, eighteen years, seventy-six years. It's taken them. Jira is legally old enough to vote. Whoa, God! Oh, in America, in America, in America, only in America. America. Uh, Jira is legally old enough to vote. (laughs) And join the army. (laughs) Some improvements to users and roles, some database stuff. Um, Hopefully you were on a newer version of databases because some are getting deprecated. Take a look at the list. We'll link the release notes in the SoundCloud description. Um, I had sort of assumed people were generally staying up to date, but I came across an instance in December that was still running Oracle 10G. And I was like, good God, 10G. That was the version of Oracle I learned on back in 07. Or uh, 06, I don't remember. And uh, yeah, um, 12C R1 has now been deprecated. So uh, make sure you're up to date. Yeah. Uh, prefix and suffix for search. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this on the, the podcast, the podcast crew here. We don't want to just like read the release notes so you can go look at them. Um, but so many of these things are just super exciting. And this one of finally being able to do a wild card in Dude. your search terms for prefix and suffix. Dude. Like, Again, (laughs) big time, 97 years we've been waiting for this thing. Uh, So that's, that's great. Uh, And the last one I'm, I want to, God, there's so many things to highlight here. Some clustering stuff, some other stuff. Uh, Jira software burn up charts. Uh, I have been following the feature request for burn up charts for 10 years now. I think it's been 75 Uh, years, not just available in Jira cloud. Now also available in server with this release. Uh, again, don't know why it takes so long, but it's very exciting to see. So thank you, Atlassian, for listening to a decade's worth of votes, uh, implementing those improvements in 7.6. We love you. We love you forever. Some really nice new features coming just to data, data center as well. But of course, we will include that link in our SoundCloud description. Check it out. It's exciting stuff. And one more exciting thing on the Jira and Adaptivist front, and that is that our good friends over at Tempo have published a blog that gives you some insight into how to automate Tempo Planner with Script Runner in a way to get some really efficient quality of life for your uh, users and giving them the ability to automate some, some time actions. It's a really lovely thing. Share your excitement with us, Brenda. Are you sure? Now's the wait. time. I'm Ryan, Ryan wait, are you wait. sure? Yes. Um, all right, so lots of exciting stuff in JIRA. Um, not quite as much exciting stuff in Confluence, uh, but still exciting nonetheless. Uh, Confluence 7.2 release notes. Uh, mostly it is around accessing data center features on your current server infrastructure. Um, so the big thing here is that uh, you can now, basically you can put in a license for data center. You are not required to cluster it as part of that upgrade. So you can access data center features such as SAML single sign-on and read-only mode for site maintenance in a server instance. Um, So there is information about the full set of features available with the data center license. There are some bugs that have been fixed in 7.2.1, things like um, not being able to publish a draft when there's a former user mentioned, that's kind of a nice thing <laughs> to have fixed. Uh, minor detail, people unfortunately do leave, and uh, while we wish they wouldn't, uh, you know, Confluence's handling of users that have departed an organization uh, can be a bit interesting. So that's one that uh, has been fixed. Um, and then Confluence 7.3.0 beta is available. Um, keep in mind, as always, with beta releases that these are not production ready. Um, but there are some interesting things in that beta, um, self-protect with rate limiting for data center, um, being able to 
see who can view a page and share it with confidence. Um, right now, it's not always easy to see what the permissions are on Confluence. Um, improved permissions management, et cetera. Um, lots of updates in that 7.3 beta. Um, we'll link to both articles um, from Atlassian's blog in the SoundCloud description. Yeah, and just to extend on the data center features in your current infrastructure, to be clear, you do have to buy a data center license. Though you may recall from an earlier podcast, uh, the cost of that is now kind of the same as server or sometimes cheaper. Sometimes. Uh, and what this new feature means is you can get that license, plug it in. You don't actually have to add additional nodes. You don't actually have to have uh, cloud infrastructure. You could keep it on your single server, but get those additional features. Um, and we have had so requests for this sort of where we just want to have one node, basically. Um, and, and now it's that's available. It's something that you don't have to set up multiple nodes in order to run a, a data center license. Handy. Nice. That rate limiting thing is they're really touting as an important thing uh, feature, and I could that's co that's already been rolled out to Jira data center and coming with Confluence. I think that's an important step. It's something they're looking at a cloud on as well, and it's not something that gets published in the blogs, but uh, it's important for app developers to be taking it into account because because clouds are shared infrastructure. You don't want to be impacting other people's instances, and so Atlassian is monitoring that, and they are taking actions if uh, if apps are getting too. Uh, too hungry, uh, <laughs> a little too loud and noisy. Um, uh, and speaking of cloud, uh, we have a variety of cloud updates uh, that have come out in the last month, as one might expect. Uh, so we're just going to hit each of these one at a time, starting with uh, Bitbucket from Brenda. Uh, so we're going back in time to the week of December 16th. Um, so Atlassian has rolled out a join section in Atlassian Switcher, showing the relevant Jira software instances to the user that is joinable via domain-enabled sign-up. And that's what the notes say. Oh, <laughs> that's, well, that sounds nice. That's to be it. able to access another Jira from your Bitbucket. Who, who, who doesn't love that? Well, it's something a lot of organizations run into where people just spin up new cloud instances, right? Ooh. And so, I mean, Atlassian's got that data. Being able to have just a nice switcher where you can just click between them and have that authentication pass across uh, simplifies things a bit. It's it's moving towards that federalized, uh, that federation, not federalized, but that federation between the instances, which is nice. Uh, Brenda putting things in the wrong instance. <laughs> in the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's coming. <It's> true. <laughs> December 30th's cloud changes through January 6th. Uh, some improvements for CSV exports. This is particularly for Jira Service Desk. Uh, for those of you who use Service Desk, you may be familiar with the concept of organizations. So it's effectively a group that can be notified. Um, this was sort of Atlassian's response to... Uh, we want to be able to assign issues to more than one person. Well, you can't assign issues to more than one person, but we can have an organization that can be notified. It's effectively like a watcher field, but we call it something different. Anyways, uh, when you did a CSV export in the past, uh, organizations would be exported as a numeric ID or a unique ID. Uh, now you can get the name of them. So that makes it a little bit easier to audit or to, to see that in the um, CSV as a reminder. Service Desk Cloud, uh, presumably this will be the type of feature that we see come to Server and Data Center. Uh, but for now, this is just the uh, exporting from CSV for Service Desk Cloud. 
And finally, in this past week, uh, for Jira Service Desk as well, they introduced the ability to include multi-line fields in the issue view in your next-gen project. So, uh, you know, if you want to see more than a few strings of text, congratulations. You're going to be able to read all the text you want in those next-gen projects. Other than that, all changes that are rolling through the cloud are um, have been previously discussed and are in previous editions. But of course, we will provide you links to everything you need in our SoundCloud description. Moving on to release notes for Fisheye and Crucible. Um, so both Fisheye and Crucible will now support subversion 1.10. The good thing there is that index repo indexing can be up to 50% faster. So, uh, you know, be prepared to work so much more quickly than before. Um, also allowing Microsoft Edge support and um, as well, note that the Oracle JRE is no longer bundled in the Windows installer for Fisheye. Uh, that's to allow you to choose whichever JRE you wish. There are people uh, using Edge? I know. I I, had, I looked at that and I went, wait, really? people do? Not, I, I haven't met them, but they theoretically exist. Um, in Crucible, one nice new feature is being able to download attachments to code reviews. Um, so that's really, really nice. Makes it very useful. Um, being able to migrate instance data uh, for Crucible. Um, performance improvements. Again, um, support for additional platforms such as Git 2.2.1 to 2.2.3. Um, and some updates to the APIs. So if you're interested in those things, again, we'll be linking to these in the SoundCloud description. And Brenda, there's some interesting stuff going on in Bitbucket too, right? Yes, as a matter of fact, there are. Um, so coming up with um, Sir Bitbucket Server 6.10, which is an enterprise release, meaning Atlassian will provide bug fix releases until it reaches end of life. Um, it's improving the upgrade path to uh, Bitbucket Server 7.0, hopefully using less memory. And the catch there is Bitbucket Server will no longer run on unsupported OSs. Um, so there's some information on what platforms are being supported. Uh, again, we'll link to this in the SoundCloud description. Two-way diff for pull requests. Um, so from 7.0 onward, when you're viewing a pull request, the diff you're gonna see is the diff between the tip of the source branch and its common ancestor with the target branch. So pull requests will no longer visualize conflicts. You'll still see when there are conflicts, but they're no longer marked up in the diff. Uh, so that is something to be aware of with Bitbucket 7.0. Equivalent changes will not be hidden. If two different commits make the same change, a three-way diff would show nothing since it's done the merge and knows nothing has changed. The two-way diff will still show that. Um, this reduces the load on the CPU. It's a lot less processing time on a two-way diff, uh, so you should see um, better performance. Uh, as previously announced, support for Internet Explorer 11. Again, does anybody use IE 11? Uh, deprecated, in, it's, it's removed in Bitbucket Server 7.0. Um, MariaDB 10.0.0 has been deprecated. Support will be removed. And Red Hat Aww. Enterprise <laughs> Linux 5 and earlier removed, support removed in Bitbucket Server for kernel versions older than 2.6.17 etc. Um, so for specific details, specific compatibility, um, I do recommend if you're using Bitbucket and you're looking at um, the 6.10 enterprise release, really most of what's in this article is about your, your future upgrade to 7.0 um, and things you'll need to know to be prepared for that. 
Um, so it's definitely worth going out, taking a look at that article, um, seeing some things that have been resolved in 6.10. I really wish they'd included, a, I don't know, perhaps a GIF? Yeah, some sort of visualization. There are no the, GIFs. Not the, there are no the, GIFs. And not just because we like them, but the uh, trying to read this paragraph of switching from a three-way diff to a two-way diff, like I'm really struggling to picture that in my head, like what exactly that means, because anytime I see a diff in Bitbucket, it's usually just one thing against the other thing, which I would define as a two-way. Two way. And I'm not yeah. entirely sure what a three... Anyways. <laughs> it's it, the third difference. It has, so. to, it has to do with branching and, and how changes are being merged in Git. Um, really, though, the thing that, that I noticed reading through this article was, we're releasing Bitbucket 6.10. Here's everything you need to know about Bitbucket 7. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. So, important stuff, important stuff. But what does that mean for 6.10? Um, there's been some resolved issues um, pushing over SSH with LFS to a personal repo with numbers in the username fails. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a big one. You might want to get that that's, fixed. Uh, you know, that's helpful. Uh, you know, um, updating Apache HTTP components, um, removing some warnings, that sort of thing. Um, attending to import public GitHub repo results in import hanging, also a big deal. Um, so there are some important resolutions in 6.10, but really what Atlassian is saying is, hey, 6.10 is here, enterprise release. Upgrade to it. Be ready for seven. Get ready for seven. You will remember that the Bitbucket team was on a massive hot streak in 2019, and it led them to this six. I think this is what happened. Mm -hmm. They they did all these changes that led them to six ten, which is where we stop. They're ready for seven. Price release, which is great. Yep. 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 Speaking of hot streaks. So yeah, just like the six ten notes in and of themselves, relatively short. Uh, similarly, portfolio for Jira 3.18. Uh, we've just got a small update to filtering. I, I find it interesting what they've done is they've added a way to filter issues uh, by label or radio button. Uh, <laughs> I think radio button is my least used custom field, but if you are a radio button field user and really need to filter your portfolio by that, now you can with 3.18. One more bit of adaptivist news before we wrap today. Migrating to Atlassian's data center product eh, can be pretty complicated, but adaptivist is trying to provide resources to anyone and everyone that's in need. So two of our senior managing consultants, Will Davis and Ryan Carney, are going to be taking over the adaptivist Twitter on Friday the 23rd in advance of their webinar on the 29th. On the webinar... Uh, They're going to go deep into our top-secret playbook of migration tactics and show attendees how to migrate into data center as painlessly as possible. So uh, keep an eye on the tweets, send them some messages, ask some questions, and register for the webinar at the link in our SoundCloud description. And these two fine gentlemen are preeminent experts on data center migration. I've worked on uh, migration projects with both of them. Um, Do join. You will learn a lot. And finally, um, if you didn't know about it, and if you're in, in America, um, Atlassian's team tour is coming to Washington, D.C. on February 20th. So if you're looking to transform your agency, uh, be sure to sign up for Team Tour DC. Tickets are free. So uh, free. just hit up the link and uh, catch that if you're in the D.C. area. I could get there by train or something. 
a good time to visit in February before the swampy hotness sets in. (laughs) Oh, and it is gross. While the snow is still on the ground. And that's it for this edition of Adaptivist Live. We missed you while we were on break. It's good to be back. Make sure that you're following us on social media at Adaptivist. And until next time, for Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll catch you in two weeks on Adaptivist Live. And now on to the news. Cancel this whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Podcast over. Scrap it.